Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Housing for the Aged Action Group, Haig for short, a housing group for older people run by older people. Present Raise the Roof. We advocate for secure, affordable and appropriate housing. So listen up on the second and fourth Wednesday of the month at 5.30pm on 3CR 855 on your AM dial. Uh, that's right. You're listening to Raise the Roof on 3CR, the Housing for the Aged Action Group show. Uh, my name is Shane, and I'm here with my co-host, freshly back from Ireland. Yep. Hi, Shane. Will you, do you want to say your name? That was, I was getting there before you so rudely interrupted. <laughs> yeah, no, it's Fiona. Fiona, how was your trip? It was awesome. I've been complaining to the listeners that you'd left us in the lurch. Yeah, no, I haven't. I'm back. But back. yes, it was nice to get out of the country and into some other places. Other weather. Other weather. <laughs> nice. Actually, nice weather. Actually, you sound so surprised. Well, they tell you Ireland's a terrible, rainy place, but it was actually sunny the whole time we were there. Well, it was their summer, right? Yeah, I know, but even their summer's pretty much close to our winter. All right, we, we might knock off the weather discussion. Oh, come on. <laughs> and let's open it up with, what whiskeys did you taste? Oh, my God, so many good whiskeys. <laughs> the best. I have to give a plug to Slane Whiskey. If, oh, anybody, okay. if anybody's not heard of it, it's really, really yummy, and it's... From somewhere just I, near I Dublin. I think 3CI has some rules about commercial <laughs> this endorsements. This is not commercial endorsement. This is just a personal preference. This is preference. like TripAdvisor. TripAdvisor. Yeah. <laughs> and this is like for when we all go over there, we have to go there. Yeah. So. Yeah. All right, it's well, probably quite cheap and really effective for people on the age pension. Really effective. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely effective. It's, what is it? Medicinal. 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 Nothing wrong with some self-medication. <laughs> All right. Well, you've already, listeners, you've already heard from our guest for this week. <laughs> That's Marianne. Thanks for coming in. Uh, Marianne is a member of the HAG Committee of Management and also a volunteer. And uh, we're going to hear a bit from her about some of the work she's been doing at HAG. Yeah. So do you want to... Yes, thanks for coming in, Marianne. That's okay, Fiona. Um, we we wanted to talk to you and the listeners. We want, thought the listeners might be interested in hearing about the um, peer education work that we've just kicked off. So we've been doing community education for a long time about housing options and and what might put people at risk of homelessness and and you know try to get in there before people get to the point of crisis. But we're aware that sometimes the information is better to come from people who have actually experienced housing stress or been at risk of homelessness. Um, and that way the the information comes across much more kind of mm. in a more relatable way. So that's why we've started this peer education program. And you've been one of the earliest members of that group. Do you want to tell us a little bit about how you got involved? Yes. Um, yeah, what happened was we, there was a group of us who felt that we didn't want any other people to go through what we had experienced. Yeah. And um, because uh, Gemma and yourself started the peer education group, we went along and we did some training and there's now four of us. So we had to do some training and we had to um, 
you know, sort of get our heads around certain things around HAG, what's available. And the whole concept is that we can go out to any group in the community and talk to them about what happened to us, our individual stories of how we were either homeless or how we became at risk of homelessness and ended up contacting HAG. Um, we all have very different backgrounds and we also have very different stories, which is quite interesting because one of the things that struck us all is that we are all so different. There's nothing that's, you know, we have commonalities that we're women, we're all over the age of 50 and certain things happen to us in our life that just was devastating mm -hmm. and impacted upon us to the extent where we all had some sort of housing crisis yeah. or some actually became homeless and lived very rough and it was quite traumatic for them. So peer education is quite good and it's also about telling people, look, shit happens, it's okay, let's, let you, let's help you know how to navigate, where to go. Yeah. You know, look at all of us. And one of the most interesting things that I love about the peer educators is we all look so goddamn good now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm serious. Yeah. That's Marianne's got a fresh haircut, looking yeah, fine. Looking absolutely glamorous, I have to say. <laughs> Great <laughs> scarf. Thank you. Yeah. Hand knitted by a person I used to work for. Yeah. But no, seriously, we all look incredibly healthy. Yeah. Mm. And it's this whole thing around like if you were to take before photos when we all were talking to the workers from HAG, oh my God, we were, you know, we weren't sleeping. We weren't eating. It was just horrible. And now, since we've had stable housing, we are all in a much better place yeah. psychologically and motion emotionally and physically. Yeah. In so, fact, I'm going to advocate that we do before and after photos. <laughs> no, I'm Nobody joking. Nobody wants the before photo. <laughs> no, no, I'm joking. But it's a really good point that you make, like the, the difference of having stable housing on people's health and well-being. Oh, you right. guys just illustrate it really well. That's right. And the other thing is that um, health and housing, there's been so many reports done about the relationship, yeah. the correlation. Poor housing, poor health. That's it in a nutshell, basically. Totally. So, yeah. So there's four, four of you. You're all older women. Yes, all older women. Yep. Because that is obviously at the moment the demographic that is presenting. Yeah. Um, it is not so much men that we're seeing, um, and you should know that, you know, both of you from HAG, yeah. but it's um, older women. Yeah. And so when you're doing, you've got the training about sort of housing options and the service and all that kind of stuff, and I yes. guess things about... I don't know, confidentiality and all that kind of thing. Oh, yes, yeah, yes, yeah. confidentiality, and we have certain rules and um, uh, protocols. For example, we just can't go out willy-nilly. We have to go through Gemma, the yeah. uh, community development worker. So yeah. we have our own internal protocols because otherwise we could go out and just, you know, oh, hi, we're just, you know. And say anything it. to anyone. That's yeah. right, but it's not about that. It's about being... Uh, well, being being able to inform people via, you know, a really structured way. And it's also a good way for HAG, too, for them to do it that way. Yeah. Because then they know exactly where we're going and what we're doing. Yeah, for sure. So you're going out to um, community groups? Is that what community you're... Community groups. Yeah. We've got a, we're doing a bit of a strategy at the moment and we've targeted community health centres throughout Victoria. And we're also looking at doing, um, like, neighbourhood houses. We're thinking about doing community hubs, mm -hmm. but we're open to any ideas. And what's happened is that we've divided um, 
the state of Victoria between the four of us because yeah. uh, we have regular meetings and we're quite happy to go and speak to people um, and that would be our goal. What's happening is that we tend to go towards places like the Salvation Army or other agencies that sort of know about how we would really love to get out in the community if it's senior citizens, if it's mm. if we have some sort of um, input from anyone out there, that would be great. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So it would be what? CWA groups or That's Lions right. clubs, Rotary yep, clubs, yeah, yep, exactly, or or even just a social group. That's informal. Right. Would you do informal? Oh, we would do as informal. Well? Yeah, yep. As long like we'd have to obviously go through Gemma, uh-huh. um, the community development worker. We also have like handouts. Yep. And we also have some data, and we can do like a you know we can do the schmick presentation just to the basic over the cup of tea and a cake. Hey, this is what's happening, and discreetly hand out pamphlets. Yeah, we realised that we found that there were some older people who were very reluctant and uh, to talk about what was happening to them. Yeah, and for example, my GP has often told me stories that, and this is how it all started with the GPs because. Um, I was. She knew my situation, and she said, "There's lots of women who come in and they ask for information, or they say that they're stressed because a friend or a family member is going through some member is going mm-hmm. through some sort of homelessness or at risk issue. Yeah, but it's actually them." Yeah. So then we realised, and then we looked back at our own place, our own, you know, circumstances, and, yeah, we weren't very, like, yelling it from the rooftops. Of course not. So, yeah, so we, we can be very discreet. Yeah. And so those sorts of people, like, it, I guess people in positions of trust like GPs, but also any family member. That's right. Could You could, so it doesn't necessarily need to be older people either. It could no. be younger people that are in contact with friends and family. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hmm. yeah. So you also mentioned that you're putting out brochures and pamphlets and posters and things like that. Do you want to tell us a little bit about yes. that? Yes, well, what we've done is we've just, as I said, we've targeted community health centres. We send off a, a poster and five pamphlets, but we also have pamphlets in, I think, up to eight or nine languages, which is fantastic. So we've put a little note in there that we can provide them as well. So we're quite happy to distribute them to, like, in neighbourhood houses, anything like that. You just have to give um, HAG a call and we will send you out a poster. It's not a huge poster, but it's just enough to catch people's eyes. Yeah. And some pamphlets. We'd love to do that. Yeah. You know, we know that it's such a terrible problem and it's only going to become worse. So if we can do something proactive, it would be great. And again, us, our group, our little group, we just don't want it to happen to anyone else. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So do you, do you want to tell the listeners about what your circumstances were before you got into HAG? Are you comfortable well, to do that? Yeah, yeah. Basically, I think it's like what happens with a lot of people. Older woman, um, partner died in 2013. Um, what happened was I had a shit, horrible uh, part-time job, ended up living virtually week to week, and then, you know, lost my job. And that was it. It was extremely simple. But Mm. the descent was quite hard, you know, and complicated. Mm. You know, up to that, I'd rented privately and had no issues. So, yeah, very interesting. Very sad. And quite a common... Oh, it is common. Yeah. So the people that you're talking to in the community are telling you these kinds of things as well. That's right. And it's also, it could be things, it's not just sudden loss of income, it's also death of a relative or a partner, divorce. There's something short and sharp and brisk that sort of happens and you're just not prepared for it. Also, a lot of women my age don't have a lot of super. Yeah. Mm. And that's been something that has been documented. Yeah. And it is true, you know. 
I'm lucky that I have some, but not, you know, not enough to change my world, or it wasn't back then. And I've still got some left, but that's for a good reason. I didn't mm. want to access it. Yeah. But, you know, I know that there's one woman in our group who, before she went to Centrelink, she accessed and used all her super because yeah. of the embarrassment. So we would love to prevent that as well. Like, keep your super, come to us. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So that early intervention is really, really important. That's right. Yeah. And, you know, and don't be afraid to come forward. Yeah. There's no shame in it. No, that's right. Yeah. You know, like we you say, that. it's no one's fault. These that's things right. happen. Yeah. yeah. And it doesn't matter. It and, you know, even if you you did own your own home or whatever, it doesn't matter. You know, circumstances and things happen. Sometimes they're out of our control. Yeah. And there's an awful lot of pressure on people to conform, mm. particularly around owning a house in Australia. Mm-hmm. Mm. Or I two. Mean, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you're lucky enough. I mean, Fiona, you say it's no one's fault, but actually we, we might slate home some blame for this situation to the parties who are really responsible, and yeah. that would be, of course, successive governments who've so badly run down things like the public housing system yeah. and also, you know, the, the age pension, they've made it so inadequate and other yes. benefits that older people can be on. Oh, I'm and a new start. Please don't yes, start exactly. Oh, so, my God. It's just, it's absolutely appalling. And yeah. they still refuse to raise the rate. Even, yep. even Barnaby even, Joyce came out and said yeah, raise the rate. Yeah, we've got the Nationals, we've got One Nation. <laughs> yeah. The Labor Party still hasn't gotten there, yeah. but the, the left-wing parties like One Nation have managed to get across it. It's crazy. I have a T-shirt being delivered to me on Friday from a lovely friend in Canberra and it's the Centrelink logo and it's um, been, it's like a, a legal print and it just says Centrelink and the logo and it says living the dream. <laughs> <laughs> like it's just ridiculous. Yeah. I was told quite frankly by a work person, uh, like with one of those agencies, that they're really glad that it wasn't raised because, you know, it will give people an incentive not to work. And what I'm like this? thinking it's below the poverty line enough as it is. I yeah. mean, the Business Council is calling for it to be raised because it's so low that it makes it harder for people to find work. Yeah. And also yeah. to spend money as yeah. well, you know. They talk about stimulating the economy. That's the best right. way to do it is give poor people some money mm. so they can spend it. Mm. Yeah. yeah. All our benefits are woefully low and yeah. inadequate. Yeah compared to, to comparable countries. That's right. I mean, the, but part of the reason I bring this up, of course, is because HAG isn't just a, a social service organisation. No. It's not just a, about helping people find housing, although obviously that's super important. It's also about connecting people up to organise and agitate mm-hmm. and demand changes to, to things like public housing, New Start, and all kinds of issues that affect older people's rights to housing. Yeah, oh, that's right. And that's one of the good things about the peer group as well, is yeah. that we've got people that have got lived experience of how actually terrible the system is, who can then go out and speak not only to the public and like you are today on the radio, but to politicians and to the decision makers about how bloody dire the state is at the moment. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And not only that, but we have a whole lot of people my age and above who are living in retirement villages. Mm. And my, you know, my auntie and uncle are living in one and they tell me horrific stories about people who don't even have, um, don't even use heating. Yeah. You know, I think we're going to see an awful lot of issues present itself with that in the future. Absolutely. You know, there's a lot of pressure on people, particularly if they don't own a house or they own it and they can't afford the upkeep because everyone's Mm. living longer. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's right. Yes. Retirement housing is a whole other kettle of fish. Just nationalise it all. That's my (laughs) solution. That's Jane's solution to everything. Well, (laughs) since we have gotten rid of a lot of government and sold off a lot of government sort of... Yeah, privatisation. Yeah, privatisation. Yeah, Yeah, a lot has... I think there's a lot left to be said. Absolutely. And the the sneaky privatisation of, well, (laughs) the public housing that's happening at the moment with transferring stock 
as well as knocking it down. Not, not that sneaky. <laughs> it's quite. It's kind of a bit subtle though, because I don't think people understand the difference necessarily between public housing and social or community housing. And no, I, I don't know, think they don't. Yeah, and I think you're, you're living in community or social housing. At social the housing, yeah, apparently, and, yeah. and it leaves but, you a know, little like bit to be desired. Certainly does. Yeah. Certainly does. Yeah. And I thought, find it quite. I don't know how to say this, but the place I'm in definitely needs to be done up. There's major issues with it, but yeah. the, nothing will be done because it's concrete and the walls are too thick, so nothing will happen. Mm. And I'm in a two-bedroom and I'm a single person. Mm. so no, so, And no one actually took this place before I took it, so that will give you an idea of how bad it was. Yeah. But I, I actually got it in the mail, a, a letter from the provider that I'm with, stating that the rent market value had just gone up to $490 a week. <laughs> And that's in a crap condition, mm. um, you know. So I think they're just holding on to it to sell it. Yeah, yeah. and that's not that, okay. No, no, that's it's not, not secure housing. It's not. And the other thing is because there are so many people searching for housing, mm. it's almost like they've got a bit of a market themselves where they can pick and choose who goes into social yeah. housing. And we're learning that. Yeah, yeah. You know, I think some pro, um, social housing agencies are advertising on um, domain or. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, and that's not is... taking people off the public wait list, which is massively long. No, that's right, because yeah. people were refusing their properties. Yeah, right. Okay, that's interesting. Uh, we we might have to wrap up this wide ranging discussion. <laughs> oh, sorry, <laughs> we've um, been no, great. No. It's been fantastic. It's great to have you in. Oh, thank um, you. So, if there's people out there, listeners in the community who have perhaps a social group yep. um, that you could invite our peer educators to, or perhaps they work in a community health centre or something similar, a public library, um, libraries, yes, yeah, and would like some information posted to them, or if they just want to, perhaps maybe they've got also a lived experience of housing stress and would like to get involved in the peer education program. Yep. Yes, we um, would love be, that. Yep. I mean, obviously, there'd be training and other requirements to go through. Yes, and we've just started social functions. Ooh. So thanks for that little recommendation <laughs> earlier, Fiona. <laughs> social functions are great to get people involved, <laughs> as is a few whiskies, quietly. Um, so if they want to do that, they can contact our office in the city. Um, and the phone number for that is 9654 7389. And they can ask for myself, Fiona, and I can pass on a message to Mary Ann. They can also call the free number, which is 1300 765 718. That's incorrect, is it, Shane? That, that's not correct. So we'll give out we'll give Great. out the contact numbers at the end of that's, the show. That's what I have written down. The, uh, Fiona was so proud that she'd remember to write down the phone numbers, but that, she's it's the wrong one. Got that wrong. Sorry. Uh, don't so call the free number. Don't call that free number. The no. uh, the office number was correct. We'll give you the contact Check info at the end of the show. From this show. Uh, so you've got time to get a pen and paper if you I'm need to write it down. Still jet lagged, okay. Still jet lagged. <laughs> yeah. She's going to use that as an excuse ever more. For at least a month. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. All right. We're going to hear a song now. Um, thanks so much for coming in, Marianne. Thank it's you. A pleasure. We, uh, we're going to hear from... El Dorado, the story of Scudiez, is the story of a fight of a small community in northern Greece against a multinational-owned gold mine project that threatens their homes and lives. A grassroots movement is fighting against the destruction of the environment caused by the extraction methods and for democratic control over the most crucial basic resources, water, air, and land. It shows Greece in the era of social and economic crisis where the rights of communities and the environment collide with big business and profit. This screening will be followed by a performance by Bandidas playing classic Rembetica songs of love and loss, pain and pleasure at Café Gummo, 711 High Street, Thornbury, on Saturday the 10th of August at 7.30pm. Entry will be by gold coin donation and all funds will go to 3CR.
hey you, you who are listening, we haven't reached our target yet, but you can help us out. Log into our website, 3cr.org.au, or call us on 94198377 and give us some support. Help us keep running this radio for another year. We need you. Uh, this is Housing for the Aged Action Group Radio. You're here listening on 3CR with Shane and Fiona. Uh, before those announcements, we heard from Paul Kelly and Dan Sultan, Sultan with the song Every Day My Mother's Voice. And Fiona, you're going to tell us a bit about the Social Housing Awards. Is that yeah. what they're called? Yeah, I just wanted to give uh, a bit of a plug to them. So you guys might remember, listeners might remember, a few months ago we had... Um, some interviews with people that won the Molly Hadfield and Francis Pennington Awards. Nobody remembers your radio show, Fiona. Yeah, Nobody. it was actually a really good radio show. So I encourage you to get onto the podcast app <laughs> and listen to it. However, the awards are about to open again for nominations. Um, and so there's two sets of awards. The Francis Pennington Award is for people who are living in public and social housing who are doing awesome volunteer work or something amazing for their community. And it can be an individual tenant or it can be a group of tenants. Um, and so it's for people that are actually living in in, in community housing, social housing. The Molly Hadfield Awards um, is the one that we're perhaps more interested in because it's targeting um, people who are doing work with older tenants. So you don't necessarily need to be living in public or social housing. You could be volunteering um, or doing some sort of work with people that do live in that housing. Really? I thought it was. Wow. I know. It should be be for us, by us. That's what I want to say. Well, it is both. It's both. But what's been happening over the years is the number of um, nominations for the Molly Hadfield Award has been slowly decreasing. um, And we would hate to see that award be disbanded because as you know Molly Hadfield's basically our patron saint. Molly and Molly Hadfield for those who don't know is a founding member of Hag and you still hear her voice uh, in the intro to the show every every four, every couple of weeks. That's right. And so we would really love to have a few more applications or nominations come in for that award. And I know that when I used to work in the ethnic sector, there was lots and lots of things happening in public housing. Um, in that sector, there was, you know, the Chinese group in Flemington and the Vietnamese group in Richmond. And there was, you know, um, lots of Russian Jewish community in, in Port Melbourne. So there was lots of interesting things happening. Yep. But we it needs to be a benefiting people that are, aged 55 plus, who Mm -hmm. are living in public and social housing. And who administers the awards? It's administered by the Department of Health and Human Services. Um, And they're actually, the last um, awards ceremony was really lovely. They had a choir and some really nice food and um, get feed. I know, and it's at it's at Parliament House in this really amazing. Oh, my experience my my experience is limited, but I have found the scones at Parliament House to be particularly oh, good, and the sandwiches really they're to die for. But the building itself is insane inside there; it's really gorgeous. Um, so yeah, if people do know of someone in the community um, that fits the bill, then I would encourage them to nominate them for one of the awards, particularly the Molly Hadfield Award. And you can get that nomination form. They've also streamlined the nomination form because it used to be quite painful to fill out and we've given them some feedback that, oh, too much, too hard. Um, so to make it easier, they've they've made it a little bit um, a bit more simple. So you can either call the department and ask for a form or you can email them or you can go to their website, depending on what you want to do. So um, I will give those details out now. So if you've got a pen, grab it. I've audited her. So this time the contact details <laughs> will be correct. They're correct. So you can ring 03 
9096-9938 to ask about the awards or you can jump onto the housing.vic.gov.au website and look for Social Housing Volunteer Awards. Uh, and we'll chuck up a link to that page in the uh, in the show notes on the 3CR website. Or you can just give us a call at the office and we'll, we'll pass it on. Well, it's funny that you say that because we're about to give out the correct <laughs> contact information for our office. Yes. So for anyone listening, um, whether it's because you wanted to get involved or request a, a speech from the, request a speech, a talk, you know, a chat from the peer educators, mm-hmm. uh, if it's because you're experiencing homelessness or the risk of homelessness yourself and you're an older Victorian, Problems in retirement housing. We've really covered the gamut today. Yeah. Uh, housing from the for the aged action group would love to hear from you. So our numbers. Should I let you give them again, yeah, or should I, I'm I do gonna it? I'm going to try time? and do it right. You can correct me if I'm wrong. Oh, I will. I know. <laughs> it's one three hundred seven six five one seven eight. That is correct. Say it again. One three hundred seven six five. One seven eight. Yes, that's right. Um, you can also, of course, find us on Facebook, on Twitter, uh, or our website is Older Tenants. OlderTenants.org.au. Yep. Um, I think that's all we've got for this month. We're nearly out of time. We're going to hit you. Hit you. Don't hit anyone. Not not hitting anyone. I'm <laughs> uh, going to leave you. Is what I'm trying to say. I'm not. So, I don't know what's wrong with me today. Going to leave you with a bit of Amy, Amy Winehouse. Yeah, I love Amy. I don't even know who she is to be honest. Uh, this is you know I'm no good. Thanks for listening. Back uh, every second and fourth Wednesday. In the same time. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.